Okay. So, I want to, just a moment, I want to, I'm not going to say much, because I think some of what uh, the people are going to say who are going to come up next will we'll begin to give you a taste of it, but one of the things that um, God's constantly trying to do is take, is become real to us, and then take who he is and work it into every area of our lives and then work it not just in our lives, but out of our lives and the lives of other people. And there's some things that in, in this last fall and this winter, as we prayed in the leadership of our church about uh, sort of where we were at and, and what was God speaking to us about, part of what we realized was there's some things that we've sort of established ground in, but there's areas of our of our who, who we are as a church and what we're doing that we felt like these are uh, unexplored and un, as as Jason said there's untapped potential here and we've sort of tinkered with how do we you know push that out some as a church and and realize some of that potential and uh, after a lot of prayer and thinking about this and and, and some beta testing we came up with a couple of ideas uh, there's, if you, if you want to pick a theme, it, it's, it's, it's a way of uh, you being able to walk away with what was this meeting about today is an expression is, we want this year as a church to get into the nitty gritty with God. Now, that might evoke all kinds of ideas in your mind. What we're, what we feel like is uh, an important thing for us to grasp is that God wants to be involved in every area and dimension of our lives because he made every dimension of our lives. The problem is a lot of times we don't, we have areas of our lives that don't work very well and we do our best to try to tinker with them and improve them. And many times we don't make much ground in doing that. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. And most of the time when people come to church, they think about their spiritual life. And as Jay said, we have 168 hours a week. And, you know, you spend a couple hours uh, in, in a church or maybe a little more because you go to a small group, you're involved in some kind of ministry. But the bulk of your life is, is in a sense, lived outside that small circle. And most people who are sincere followers of Jesus don't know how for God to, to help we don't know how for God to be real to us in those areas of our lives. Yet, we hear stories about those parts of people's lives where God has become real to them. And sometimes people feel second class, inferior. I, you know, why can't I get it in that area of my life? And so, we're going to kind of tweak our approach to how we work in these areas, in these domains of our lives. And... Heretofore, we've focused a lot on uh, spiritual growth in our church and personal spiritual growth. And I think most churches, that's part of our business. But our business is supposed to be all those areas. And, and I know we, that's not a, a completely new idea here, but I think how we're going to approach it is going to be a little different. I'm going to give you a taste of it. Rick and Shannon, why don't you guys come up? Uh, Rick and Shannon started a new group, and uh, I want them to tell you a little bit about it. And then I'll come back up and we'll go from there. All right. Good morning. 
Yeah, so, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is that, you know, this year we really want to um, get people involved, and that's going to take uh, you guys getting involved in areas that you have interest in, areas that maybe you didn't think that God could use you uh, before. And so, for me, a lot of you guys know, last year um, I lost a lot of weight, uh, started to get uh, healthier, and that came because of a book that I was reading And uh, in that book, uh, they talked about uh, being a better instrument versus a better ornament. Um, I'd always wanted to lose some weight. I was a big guy because of the ministry and things that we did before, but also just a lot of eating. But, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, we wanted to... uh, I I just lost my train of thought. Choo-choo. But, uh, so anyways, uh, you know, so I lost a lot of weight when I really started to... when God. Uh, got a hold of me that he wanted me to really be a better instrument for his purpose and so that I could minister better, so I could be a better father, uh, so that I could, it didn't, uh, God doesn't love me anymore uh, when I'm bigger or littler. That has nothing to do with it, but it was just about getting healthy uh, gave me more energy. It uh, helps me to uh, serve more. And so uh, I came across this thing called the Daniel Plan. And uh, I was really interested um, in doing this Daniel Plan uh, here at the church. Last year we did uh, the book, and it was really good. Uh, but then uh, Shannon got a hold of me, and I want her to tell you a little bit about that so I don't uh, take away from what uh, she, she's going to say, and then I'll finish up. All right. I'm just imagining Rick falling off the stage right now because I feel like that's what's going to happen to me. A little nervous, so. Um, but yeah, so for those of you guys who don't know me, my name's Shannon, and I'm a lifestyle educator, which kind of just means that I help people work towards like health and lifestyle goals. So we talk about food and nutrition and activity level and stress management and those kind of things. Um, so I help them just kind of improve their overall health, and I'm super confident in that area. I love what I do, and I think that I um, am okay at it. So, um, but I am actually kind of like, feel like I'm pretty immature in the area of my like spiritual life. So that was like, um, I'd been feeling kind of like a lot of tugs on me in this area and not responding to them, which I think was part of that immaturity. I just like, didn't feel like I could offer much because I, um, you know, had been absent from the church for a while and, and, hadn't really been growing in that area for a long time. Um, but So there was like three things that came together to kind of push me down that road that I was resisting to go down. And so the first one is, is that I, every time I sit in this church, I'm like, okay, thank God I'm here because John's message was only for me. So I don't know if anyone else feels like that, but like I'll be sitting in my seat, like asking myself questions during the Um, during the worship, and then, like, John's message will be exactly the answers to those questions. So um, one of those messages was, as I was contemplating, like, being kind of selfish and and only um, receiving all these messages and never, like, kind of giving back was that um, you have to, like, move through those four, like, um, aspects of, of your spiritual growth, and you kind of are always cycling through those, and one of them was, like, 
community or like kind of growing in the um, family, the church family. And also another one was like, um, like connecting in small groups or something like that. I can't remember all of them. But um, that message that day was for me, of course. And so, um, so I heard that and I'd already been kind of noticing how a lot of people like somebody over here were focusing on their health and trying to make changes there. And I knew that I could have something to, you know, offer in that area. And then the last one was that my patient actually brought to me the Daniel plan and was like, hey, I'm reading this right now and I think it's really good. And I was like, okay. And so I realized that that was exactly what I needed to do. And like, so I, I finally listened to that tug that I'd been feeling and kind of um, approached Rick about it, emailed him, and he was like, yeah, I already was planning on doing that. So it was kind of definitely meant to be that we made this happen. So, um, and then, you know, like I said, I was still, it's not like I had this um, huge spiritual growth in that time. I was like, well, I don't really feel confident in offering much spiritual guidance because I'm not usually always able to talk with that, with my patients in this kind of setting that I work in. So, I was still, like, not really sure how I was going to be a, able to offer that, but Rick was right there to kind of help take that role, and so as a team, he's kind of helping me out. So if, you, if any of you are kind of feeling that tug but not feeling super mature as far as your spiritual life, then um, I guess I would say don't let that limit you because I think that, you know, there are people here that can kind of co you know, lead with you and, and provide that if you do have some something you'd like to offer for the church. Um, but I'm excited that we did this because I do love nutrition. I love helping people, and that obviously has allowed me to, this has allowed me to do both those things, but also to learn, like, how God fits within all of that. And I think that is only going to help me help my patients more in the future um, when I do get the opportunity to talk with my patients about that if they bring it up to me or if it comes up in whatever way then I can kind of relate what we're talking about to that area of their life which I think is probably one of the most helpful things I can do and also it's obviously going to help me <clears throat> grow in that immaturity that I felt I have to move through those four things that we talked about that maybe John can remind us of. But, um, and so that was my step doing that, and I'm, I'm obviously pretty glad that I did it. Um, so yeah, wherever you are in your journey, I think you probably have a lot more to offer than you realize. And she said she was nervous. That was great. Thank you, Shannon. So, yeah, go ahead. So, you know, this year we want to give everyone an opportunity to serve, and John's going to hit on that more, but we want to know what are things that you guys are interested in? What are the areas uh, that you can offer? What can you offer the body? And God wants to use uh, your skill set, the things that you're doing at work. Um, and so it was just a real, it really was a God thing because I was thinking about doing it. Shannon came up to me. And, you know, she, she shared that, and I was like, wow, that's cool. That means we definitely need to do this. Uh, the web was up and going. Uh, we still have a few weeks left of the class, but, you know, for the size church that we are right now, the first week we had over 20 people uh, come, and four of those were just people that heard about it on the website, plus a couple of Shannon's uh, clients have dropped in. And, 
in and out for some of the classes. Uh, but we just encourage you guys, uh, we need you this year uh, to get involved, and John's going to uh, open that up more. But uh, God can use you in anything, and uh, we're going to keep doing this uh, more health stuff uh, throughout the year. And so I need you guys uh, to help me because, you know, I'm not going to lead a jazzercise class. That's, uh, but, you know, if there's anyone here that wants to do that, I want to come open the building for you because, you know, I've got a couple moves and that's all. So it's, it's not going to be a full session. It might be 10 minutes. Uh, but no, really, uh, I need you guys this year because the body is important. Uh, I've really seen that, that uh, the importance of the body, uh, you know, it's spirit, soul, and body. And so uh, let's move forward. John. So, uh, the uh, Daniel plan and a group before that, Everybody Matters, is, is an example of one of these domains. Is our health is a part of who we are, and it's an essential part of who we are. And uh, most people struggle in serious ways with our health. And studies have shown over and over and over, if you have support... It makes all the difference in the world in you moving forward with uh, goals that you have and uh, achieving them in a way that, that are important. And so uh, this class, the Daniel Plan, Everybody Matters, has, has been a real helpful uh, place for folks who are working on the area of health, a diet, exercise, uh, all the aspects of that. So we also have had, uh, for the last year or two, uh, financial peace, which Jason mentioned up here, which the area of finances is, a, is a, another area of our life. So there's, there's our spiritual growth, there's the area of health, there's the area of finances. And how many of you have been to financial peace that are here? Raise your hands. Okay. Uh, there's more people that have been to it, uh, but it's uh, been tremendously impacting in people's lives. And uh, uh, Scott Hendrick and Aaron Grinner uh, lead that class. But that's an example of an area or dimension, a domain of our lives that we want to see more impact of the kingdom into that area of our lives. How, does, how do you integrate your faith with your finances so that your finances begin to be impacted in a positive way? So we've got your personal spiritual life. We've got your finances, health. There's several other domains that we want to begin to address this year, but there's going to, how we do that is going to be, is going to depend on you guys. So another one of these areas is in relationships and family. And uh, over the years, we've had classes and small groups that have to do with this. We are going to push into that area. We also want to push in the area of work and career. Uh, that's, that is probably the most significant area of our life in terms of the, the number of hours that we invest in it. Yet, for the most part, as I have interacted with people over the long tenure of being a pastor, is a lot of people have no idea how do you integrate God into your work? How does faith and work intersect, right? Have you ever wondered about that? Don't answer that question. Don't, don't blow it, because you may go, I don't care about that. No. But seriously, most people do struggle with that. And you wonder, does God have any relevance for my work and my career? So... And the last one is just in the area of the arts. 
which is a huge area of our lives. And again, it's one of those areas that uh, many times people wonder, how do, does our faith intersect with the area of the arts? So what we want to ask you guys to, to do is think with us. Uh, Shannon, you know, was uh, someone who's involved in our church, but not as involved as she would have liked to have been. And as she would come in, she would really begin to hear God speaking to her and, and encouraging her. But she just felt a, a sort of a, a shortcoming, a deficiency in her life. But she also felt this passion in another area of her life with her career. She had a particular kind of uh, career, vocational ability, but she didn't see how that connected and that intersected with her faith. And the Daniel plan gave her an opportunity to do that. And it was this divinely providential intersection. And so what I want to ask you guys to each do is to, to think this way. Now, oh, and about the Daniel plan, Rick mentioned that uh, a number of people from outside the vineyard uh, heard about this and have come to it, just like financial peace Usually a third of the class that, that comes to a financial peace class here at the Vineyard is from outside our church. And what that's reflecting is uh, that, that people are trying to find a way to integrate their faith in these areas of their life. And they don't know where to go for that. And what we're finding and what we've seen is, because we've experienced it personally, many of us, is you have areas of your life where you're gifted and you're called. God has wired you to serve and lead and influence other people. And so these six domains of our life cover every aspect of our life. Now, maybe we've, we haven't thought of one, that, but uh, my guess is it probably falls under one of these six that we've described, which again, spiritual growth, uh, family and relationships, finances, our health, our career, and the arts. So we made a solemn pact in our staff that we weren't going to start anything new this year, but that we, we believe that God wanted to birth things in our church, but that he wants to start it through you. And so but what we don't want our church to be is a flea market. You know what I mean? Where everybody rents a stall. You know what I mean by that, that picture? But we believe our church is supposed to be a body where all of these parts work together towards this mission, the mission of God. Because without getting into the book of Revelation too deep today, the book of Revelation tells us about what God's doing in the world over the course of history, but in particular what he's doing at the end of the world. And at the end of the world, what you see is a lot of things that were a waste but which were considered cool and important and crucial are exposed as wasteful and useless and, and a, an empty investment. And God is interested in your work. He made you to work. In fact, the message of the Bible is God is a worker. He made you in His image. He wants you to work and He wants your work to be fulfilling. And he wants your work to make a difference. And he wants you to experience that because it's profound when you experience that. And everybody can potentially experience that. 
Our relationships reflect God. Every, every one of these areas that we've talked about have to do with how God created us and what he has for our life. So I left you a, uh, or we left you in, in your program. Pull it out for a second. There's a, a little survey there. Now you, you should get one of these online, uh, uh, an email, and you can, you can fill this survey out online or you can do it right now. I'm going to give you just a second to do it right now before we dismiss you. This is a simple survey. The first question has to do with these six areas. Just generally indicate which one of those areas, one or more, that you might really have some passion for. Now, seriously, as you fill these out, I want you to think, where is, where is my life fulfilling in terms of, and where am I passionate about things? Do I, am I passionate about my career? Am I passionate about health? Am I passionate about the arts, music? Am I passionate about my spiritual growth, family, relationships? They're all important, and we're all wired differently. Now, some seasons of your life, one might preoccupy more than others. That's fine. Check that. Second, here are some affiliation groups. These are, this is just a sample. We, we have more ideas, but we're not going to pursue them because we really feel like some of, there are many ideas that, that you have, like the Daniel plan, didn't come from our leadership. It really came sort of from the ground up. And we feel like that is a, a theme that we're going to pursue more consistently. So you may have ideas down here for other Groups, you may know some off-the-shelf resources that that would fit the vineyard. Uh, please suggest those. That's number three. Number four, uh, we're considering building updates. Obviously, there are some things we need to do around the building. Our building's 17 years old, and it and it needs some it needs a facelift in a number of areas. Just read this. Uh, give us your two cents on that. Also, this summer. Uh, well, every year we have a baptism several times. Uh, this summer we wanted to go back and do a big summer baptism again if there was interest for it. We used to do one at Alum Creek. I don't know if you guys ever remember those days uh, where we have you know, a couple hundred people go to Alum Creek back in the day and we'd baptize people and have a barbecue and music and stuff. We're going to kind of make it simpler like we do here, burgers, brats, and baptism at Alum Creek. If you're interested in us doing that this year, we just want to see, we want to gauge your interest. Uh, would you... Would you be willing to come on a Saturday instead of doing the baptism on Sunday morning like we typically do here? And Rick pulls out the horse trough and uh, the cold water, which is oh, that's the funnest part of it for some of us is the, watching the people go in the cold water. Uh, pray for us. And then just generally at the end, the, the sixth question is, you got some ideas. Now listen, if you, you have complete permission to be critical in a good way about the vineyard, but if you don't sign it, we don't read it, okay? We don't do secret uh, suggestions, because we love you guys. We don't, we're not going to hold it against you if there's something that we do that, that you're frustrated at. Just tell us. You know, it's not going to make us not love you, but we're grown-ups here, so we just want you to to own it.
and sign it. So uh, does that make sense? I feel like the music's too loud. Okay, Brandon. Talk to Brandon after church. No. <laughs> and we actually have got earplugs now for some of us. Uh, I've been tempted a couple of times to put them in. Okay, Q&A, just for a moment. Kath. We, want, we, we, we went back and forth about this. If you want to put your name and your email address on this, uh, and you think that will help us, because the, the responses will help us, period. But if you in particular want to put your name on it, that's cool. We just didn't want you to feel like you had to. Pardon? Yeah, put your name and email on there if you want to lead a group. If you have an idea for a group, you want to lead one, we need to know who you are. That's true. Thank you. I was supposed to say that. Other questions? We're going to try to wind it up. Uh, nobody? Did I rush through the survey too quick? And you're still filling it out? No questions? Are we going to share the results publicly? Uh, yeah. Unless they're too embarrassing for me. No. Just kidding. Scott. Okay. Uh, there's a number of practical needs that we have. Um, are you talking about the projection system in here or in the... No. Uh, what we've been asked to do a number of times is, is pipe the music in the video, uh, uh, is to get the message and music and stuff in the, in the nursery. And so we want to do that. Um, so we're talking about you know, putting a simple video camera up in that. But we also are going to put a video projection system in this room, the high school room. We're going to start using the building more for small groups. And so some of the, a number of the groups that we're thinking of holding and the resources, they include projection. Uh, you know, and the TV, we have these TVs that weigh like 600 pounds. And, you know, everybody else has real nice flat screen TVs. We still have like 1988 TVs. So we're going to try to get away from that and, because the systems and things are, are relatively economical. Uh, but there's a number of other things that we need to get into. Pardon? Uh, sorry, Adam. Oh, hold, hold just a second. Did I answer your question, Scott? Oh, that was a good answer. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, for the nursery and for uh, crying babies, you know, moms, that their babies are just restless, they're not crying, they just need to get out there. Uh, we, want, we were thinking, that's one of the goals we have. Uh, Adam. That's part of it, yeah, we need some more sound equipment, we kind of have it glued together. There's three lines down there, underneath it, put that in there. That's good. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, write it in. Yeah, write it in. Adam is Adam's lobbying for everyone to write that in. All right. Thank you, Adam. Who else? Any other questions? If you have, uh, I think because we're kind of past time, uh, if you have questions, write them down on there. And, and if you want us to contact you and try to answer that question personally, just put your name and phone number there and we'll, we will call you. So, yeah. Yeah, my number's out there. 
So listen, thanks you guys. Uh, that's it for right now. We're going to let you know a little more in the next few weeks uh, where this takes us.